welcome to Channel KRT, the podcast that looks at stuff. Yay! Yay! I'm your host. Wait, no, I'm not the host. We're all the hosts. We're all the hosts. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. (laughs) We're all the host of this horrible disease. (laughs) Actually, I'm not the host. I'm the line cook. I'm Randy Martin, and as I said, I'm the line cook of the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm Kate Quinn, which legally qualifies me as Harley's wife, because I share her last name. Yay! Yes, Yes! I'm Tyler Green, and I was specifically promised a doctor, lawyer, and a cheese sandwich, and I have none of those things. Oh, F. And I'm Ryan Hip, and this is the third time we've tried to do an episode with me. Yay! Yay! Except this time it's actually gonna work. Huzzah! <laughs> You've jinxed it, Tyler. This one's gonna be cursed now, too. Thanks ah, so much. The KRT files. <laughs> I'll go in the trash. I'm sorry. There's a grizzly bear in my room. <gasps> oh, God. No. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, have fun with that, Randy. Insert fighting a bear noises here. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. But what if it was a hyena? I mean, it would fit. <laughs> yes! Not one hyena, but two hyenas. Yes! <laughs> ah, okay. We are finally talking about the one and only Harley Quinn today and the Batman animated series. So, well, well, it's it's the adventures of Batman and Robin. <laughs> if if we're being honest, I like making that distinction. My brain likes breaking up Batman the animated series and the adventures of Batman and Robin and the new Batman adventures. There's like 80 continuations, so <laughs> <laughs> so what is everyone's relationship with this show, starting with Ryan? Well, um, I just grew up with it. Batman has always been a big part of my life. Like, my first birthday that I can remember, I think everything I got was from the Batman and Robin merchandise line. Nice. Yes, valid. And I saw reruns of this show and of the Adam West show all the time. With this episode specifically, I never had any of the tapes for the show growing up. I never had episodes of the show. I didn't have Sub-Zero or uh, Mask of the Phantasm on tape. But you do have the soundtrack on cassette. Yes. <laughs> Twice. Two yes. different copies. Heck yeah. I have Mask of the Phantasm on mini DVD, if anyone remembers mini DVD. What's that like video Fuck now? Fuck's a mini DVD. It's exactly what it sounds like, Tyler. <laughs> it's a DVD, but it's mini. It takes two of them to hold one 75-minute movie, so. <laughs> wow, get it together, me. <laughs> basically a video now for the older millennials <laughs> sure but what i did have was the adventures of batman and robin movie book cd-rom oh nice and there were three episodes of adventures of batman and robin it was riddler's reform a deep freeze and harley's holiday and they would have the words on the screen. It would be like a storybook. And this really foreboding narrator would read it. And then there would be points in the story where clips from the show would be played. And for each episode, maybe like a third of the episode was included on the CD-ROM like oh, as wow. video clips. And so even before I ever had the DVDs, I already had most of this episode burn into my brain. So, uh, so yeah, there's that. Engraved in the membrane. <laughs> No, no, we are not doing anything associated with furry vengeance again. <laughs> Never. Oh no, I forgot that 
song was in Furry Vengeance. I just completely <laughs> forgot about Furry Vengeance. To be fair, it was a shitty cover of it, so... <laughs> So there are two sides of the coin here, by the way. Randy's the one who completely blanked out on Furry Vengeance, while I'm the one who remembers every fucking facet of it, (laughs) and I hate it. I hate myself for that. I don't want to get too far ahead in things that happened in the episode, but the way the CD-ROM would work is that outside of the clips, like the storybook part, there would be like cheesy games. For the Riddler one, it would be a memory game. For Mr. Freeze, it would be like Find the shape of things inside a picture. I can't remember what the Harley Quinn one was. No, it was, I think you had to help Harley get through a maze. Oh, okay. In this episode, there's a line where Batman says something like, you're so close to winning back your real life. Why risk it now? (laughs) But in the CD-ROM, when you go down like a wrong turn in the Harley maze, they very awkwardly clipped out Batman going, you're so close, you're so close, you're so close. (laughs) I mean, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do the episode, and that's my history with the show. In a roundabout way. I'll stop talking now. I feel like it would be very unfair if we didn't let Randy go next. Yes, go right ahead. I never really watched a lot of Batman, the animated series, as a kid. Boo. I know. Boo, hiss. I was more into, like, you know... Powerpuff Girls, I guess. Fake comic book fans. I'm kidding. kidding. Fake comic book fan. (laughs) You weren't a comic book fan from the age of Zygo. You're fake news. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, no. I didn't really even get into like superheroes and stuff aside from the Powerpuff Girls, except for the one time I was Spider-Man for Halloween at seven. Yes. Just because I wanted to say fuck gender norms. Oh, yes. How did my mom not know I was gay? (laughs) anyway i got into uh like superheroes and comic books and shit when i started watching movies from the mcu and the dceu starting in 2013 with iron man 3 and man of steel which man of steel was a movie that is my only opinion on it it was a movie that existed a great movie that existed (laughs) you you know what else you know what else my opinion on man of steel is Superman was in it. Hooray! <laughs> hot takes. We got we got hot takes in this episode. Isn't it odd that in the, the summer of 2013 that both DC and Marvel released films with the word man and a form of metal in the title? Yes. <laughs> what a shock. It was actually uh, my bestie, Christina, that really like introduced me to Harley Quinn. Yes! We still gotta have her on the show one of these days. Christina, if you're listening, one day. Yes! <laughs> one day I will drag you into this. Whether you like it or not. Yep! <laughs> you're coming to hell with us! They appear on the episode that it turns out is Christina Hodson, the writer of Birds of Prey. Yes! Yeah. Yes! <laughs> Randy knew them the entire time and it's like, oh. Huzzah! Okay. She got me into Harley. She really introduced me to her. I started watching more and more stuff with her in it. What was the first Harley Quinn thing that they showed you? Oh, definitely Batman the Animated Series. Yeah. Do you remember this specific one, though? Was it the first episode she was in? Was it this episode? Do you remember? I think it was actually just a YouTube compilation. Okay. In 2016, I took her to see Suicide Squad, thinking, oh my god, Harley's feature film debut, and it was... Yes! It was... It was a movie. Yeah. <sighs> a very badly edited movie. Yep. <laughs> Suicide Squad, oh God, had so much potential. I'm still mad about it. I don't know the chances of it happening, but I mean, I would like to see the real version of that someday. Yeah. Because 
that's the kind of movie where like it's a solid story it's well shot like it's a great cast i i would just like to see a version of the movie without uh 10,000 needle drops and that doesn't look like it was thrown in a blender yep <laughs> that's what i would like if you've ever wanted to see a movie that was edited like a mazda commercial Go see Suicide Squad 2016. <laughs> I do find it funny that Suicide Squad so badly wanted to be like Guardians of the Galaxy, especially with all the needle drops. Then the director of Guardians of the Galaxy directed the standalone sequel. Mm. But when those needle drops happened, did anybody look to the camera and say, well, that happened? <laughs> <laughs> They should have let Harley do that. They needed Joss Whedon to do the reshoots for that one, too. There are not enough while that happens in movies anymore. (laughs) Please keep that man far away from Harley. Good God. (laughs) The second Harley movie I saw, of course, in theaters on opening day, which was really empty for some reason, but I don't think it was because no one was excited for it. I think it was because, I don't know, some little guy from Wuhan, China was about to start his world tour. Oh, huh. yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah, that happened. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it was amazing. I actually saw it twice. I took my sister to see it the second time. Yes. yes. Well, what's then... the name of this movie? You haven't mentioned the name of this movie yet. Titanic. <laughs> Yes. Never heard of it. No, but really, say the name so I could do the lame segue thing. Oh, you mean Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Oh, oh Birds of Prey! You know, it's really weird that you mentioned that, because that's the other big reason why I wanted to do this episode. Yes! Uh, here's the thing. When they were shooting Birds of Prey, you know how there'll be, like, paparazzo pictures that'll come out? Like, if they're shooting on a street corner or something, when it's not a closed set, people can get shots. There was a shot of Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn with the short pigtails and short shorts. And she's walking out of a restaurant with a sandwich and throwing a wrapper on the ground. And as soon as I saw that picture, the first thing my mind went to was Harley's holiday. Oh my God, I can see it. Birds of Prey really was kind of like Harley's holiday, the movie. It was. I saw the movie and it basically is just that episode taken and turn into a movie there there are a lot of points of commonality between this episode and birds of prey so absolutely those are the two big reasons why i wanted to do this episode was that movie and that yeah not only is it one we get to see harley just doing stuff there's also like a million people who want to kill her yeah (laughs) yes the only sad difference is she doesn't adopt a daughter along the way oh (laughs) one thing i really liked about birds of prey is that there's actually a callback to the origins of Harley Quinn. Yeah. The yeah. Arlene Sorkin clip on the TV. Yes. Yeah, Arlene Sorkin yes. on Days of Our Lives. That was so, so good. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. She, they literally had her be a jester for an episode of a soap opera that was like a dream sequence where everyone's in like a medieval fantasy world now. Bruce Tim saw that and he was like, that's it. There it is. Heck yeah. Was it him or Paul Dini? Because I think, full disclosure, I did not take notes for this episode because I've seen this episode of, of Batman. I don't know how many times. And so I Same didn't, here. <laughs> you know, but if I'm remembering things right, I think Paul Dini uh, was friends with Arlene Sorkin and came up with the idea for Harley Quinn based on her and based on that episode of Days of Our Lives. And then Bruce Tim did a drawing for him. And then from there, she showed up in Joker's favor. And then they kept bringing her back. And then it all snowballed from there. 
So, Harley Quinn is the best thing that's ever happened on September 11th. <laughs> <laughs> I missed that. God damn you, kid. Oh my god. <laughs> yes, it is. September, no. September 11th, 1992. <laughs> September 11th is Harley Quinn Day. I can't believe I missed that. That day still belongs to her. For once in KRT history, <laughs> Randy has been one-upped in the 9-11 joke department. <laughs> That's it. We're fighting. Randy and I are having reverse character arcs. I'm becoming the feral edge lord. <laughs> <laughs> it's rubbing off on you. <laughs> it's like one of those reverse the villain falls in love with the hero and becomes better stories. It's I fall in love with the villain and become a villain. <laughs> hey, you don't have to be good. Splinter just made you that way. You're right, dude. Let's kill people. Not that you're a villain. No. Yes. And so, yeah, I'm a pretty solid fan of DC like I don't know if I'd call myself like the biggest expert on it but certain aspects of it have basically become a part of my personality so Batman the Animated Series was a series that I've actually only seen in full once but I've retained so much from. I used to rent the DVDs from the library and it's a series that's really stuck with me whether I remember every episode or not just because the themes of it always stick so well and the writing of Harley especially because she... Is just amazing. Like when she's well written, she is just the ultimate wife for me, the ultimate Blorbo, the ultimate. Yes. I just love yes! her so much. And I love her so much. I, as a woman, love woman loving Harley Quinn. It's like saying water's yes. wet. <laughs> Huzzah. And plus, I love Birds of Prey. I love the Suicide Squad 2021. I love the Harley Quinn series, and I'm especially excited for season three. Me too! Oh man, yeah. It's gonna be so gay. So I think it's safe to say it's gonna be gay. (laughs) (laughs) So I think it's safe to say I really love this episode in particular. Fun fact the first animated Batman thing I ever saw was Holiday Nights, which is just amazing. Yeah. In those holiday nights. Oh. But yes, this episode is incredible. I love it. It just resonates with me. And I love many of the Batman live action movies, but I think the best Batman anything is animated and especially for Harley. Just they managed to capture so much in themes and style and just characterization. Although I will say also, we were so robbed of Harley in the Schumacher films. We really were, especially considering yes! that they wanted Madonna to play her, too. Camp extraordinaire. Yes, they were either going to get Madonna or Courtney Love. <laughs> oh. oh, shit. Both of those would have been pretty great. <sighs> oh my god, Margot Robbie and Joel Schumacher would have been a perfect combo. <laughs> yes. So I'll get into my history with it real quick. I was never really much of a Batman kid growing up. I was more into... The Marvel side of things, but growing up, I've started to appreciate it a little bit more. My first exposure to superhero anything like fandom was, you know, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies, which, yeah, they still slap. But Hell yeah. regardless, I did catch the Batman animated series here and there. And of course, being friends with Kit and Randy, they got me into the whole Harley Quinn thing, which, yes, yes she is yes. very much wife material. She is Wife City. And the Harley Quinn show on HBO Max is fucking incredible. Please go watch it if you're not watching it. Alrighty, so the episode starts with Harley being freed from Arkham Asylum, and- Queen! Yes! 
it's kind of a follow-up to uh, Harley Quinn Cade in a way. It's not a direct sequel, but it has some elements that kind of tie back into it. Yeah, that was something that the Batman show did that it and Batman Beyond were the only ones in that universe where they were pretty episodic, but they would occasionally kind of like drop little things that kind of circle back around like that. Like when you get to Superman and Justice League, those shows kind of are a little more linear. And I really like that the episode dives into how even though she's free now and even though she genuinely does want to change her life around, it's not easy for her because all she's used to at this point is evil. So when she first goes out in public, she brings her hyenas and she's like, is it my outfit? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, the iconic shot. Of her on roller skates in sunglasses with her hyenas dragging her through town while everyone looks on horrified. <laughs> Bad bitch. Badass queen. <laughs> you have no idea the amount of money I would pay or the things I would do to get a framed animation cell of that. Fuck oh, yeah. fuck yes. <laughs> I know we're kind of jumping back and forth, but one thing I need to say is that the title card is fucking gorgeous. It is. Yes! That was something that those Warner Brothers shows in the 90s, but like Tiny Toons, Freakazoid, they all did the, the title cards, kind of a throwback to the old uh, Warner Brothers That's right. And cartoons. It, Animaniacs, I think, did it too. Yeah. I wonder if it was a common thing at the animation company, because yeah, they pretty much did all the Warner Brothers. That would have been a Warner Brothers thing, because I I believe that those title cards were probably in-house. I don't think the title cards were outsourced, like the animation proper would have been. Also, I love how this episode also opens with Batman and Robin just dragging the Scarecrow back to his cell. (laughs) He's just doing this huge rant, and then as soon as he sees Harley, he just stops and is like, oh, hello, child. (laughs) And then he just goes right back into it. Yes. (laughs) The all terrible god of fear. I absolutely love how (laughs) the villains all have this kind of weird respect for each other. That's just, that's a nice little callback. (laughs) Yeah, I do love that. They all just love each other. Agreed. Except I'm like not sure if Joker even likes Harley at this point. Yeah, he doesn't like anybody. (laughs) Except for Batman. That's true. He's in love with Batman. Bat jokes for life. (laughs) Yep. The only Joker ship I'll accept. <laughs> One thing that I also love is that when Harley says that she's going shopping, her hyenas just drop what they're doing and they just start moping. Yes! Oh! It's so cute! It's literally like when your mom drags you into fucking Marshalls or Target. <laughs> <laughs> I also kind of love that they're not that much of a threat to anybody. Like in the Harlequin Kate episode, the worst they do to Batman is just kind of rip his clothes a bit. Like, come on, if y'all gave them a chance, the worst they'll do is just steal your steak or something. I don't know. Say what you will about keeping exotic animals as pets. She trained them really good. Heck yeah. Also, we need animated Nathan. Yes. Yay! Nathan's we do. a good boy. What I like about that scene is the pan up to the sign outside of the department store. Like, 10% off women's clothing, uh, 40% off plaid skirts. And it's this just dramatic reveal with the orchestra swell. Yes. Right as Harley's in the middle of having a fashion crisis. <laughs> Tyler, Tyler, <laughs> she looked like a total geek. No, she didn't. She looked fine. Oh, the 90s. Well, then I'm attracted to total geeks. Lies, <laughs> <laughs> I, I am a total geek. <laughs> I know it's armchair zoologist girl summer. I know I should be raging at the fact 
that they made the hyenas act and sound like dogs when hyenas are actually not dogs. They're like their own thing. They're actually closer related to like ferrets than they are dogs. Hyenas are dogs. Shut up. No, I was going to say, I give this a pass because they are too cute. Exactly. Now Rudy Giuliani's going to hate hyenas too. (laughs) Also, I did a bad thing. I didn't say their names, which are Bud and Lou. They are very good boys. Yes, a reference to Abbott and Costello, of course. Yes. Okay, boomer. (laughs) (laughs) So I love that when Harley initially runs into Bruce Wayne, she has this moment where she's like... That was a good line. <laughs> There's some great animation in this episode anyway. It was um, Dong Yang uh, did the animation on this episode. They weren't quite the top tier, like Spectrum and TMS, the Japanese studios were kind of like the top tier on this show. But Dong Yang, I think, did a lot of the like more mid-tier looking episodes, but they were more consistent. They had some really good moments. But in that scene, the moment I like is when she says... Bruce Wayne, the boy billionaire. And then Bruce has like this look of relief on his face that's just (laughs) so wonderfully animated and it's so like adorable too. Uh, One thing I'll say, like comparing the designs of the original run of Batman to when it moved to Kids WB is how kind of schlubby they made Bruce Wayne look. Right, yeah, yeah. When you jump to the new Batman adventures, they make him like a total like hottie. But in this, like when he's trying those clothes on, like his clothes are ill-fitting and he's just kind of slouching. Not to jump ahead, but when he is running down the hallway to try and talk to harley like that little run he does down the hallway yes <laughs> like, like like a dweeb he reminded me a lot of zenigata from lupin the third in that way he has this adorable awkwardness to him i also feel like especially having unmasked bruce moments with unmasked harley really adds to the emotion of the episode as well it shows the parallels yeah. between their lives so that was a really nice touch one thing i really love too is that There are a lot of just iconic Harley moments in these first two scenes alone. I'm armed! (laughs) Back off, rich boy! I'm armed! She says society's to blame! Society! We live in a society! Thank God! She got her own society moment, I'm so proud! (laughs) Say peacock! And nobody bets an eye. Say poopcock and suddenly society goes wild. (laughs) I love that the moment where she snaps is because she prematurely takes the dress right as that snooty department store lady is about to take it. Which, by the way, what the hell was with those buck teeth? Yeah. (laughs) Hashtag buck tooth shaming. (laughs) Timmy Turner. You know the rules. You can't wish to open your own department store. I have to take your fairies. I wish for Harley Quinn to get that dress. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, when she takes the dress and the security guard is trying to get it back, we fucking stand an anti-capitalist and anti-police queen. Fuck yes. Like, I get that security guard was trying to help her, but I was also like, good for her in that scene. What I love so much about this scene is how she, like, bursts out of the changing room completely in the Harley outfit. Like, she just had that. She was so ready for someone to fucking try her. (laughs) So she could be like, you know what? You know what? Fuck you all. (laughs) Going back to Bruce in that scene, other than how they animate Bruce, their performance by Kevin Conroy, the way he, like, differentiates the voices between Batman and Bruce, like that really soft voice when he's like miss please 
I'm sure this has all been a simple misunderstanding. The, like the way he delivers that line. Yes. Is like, <laughs> really great. The thing about this version of Batman between all of the Bruce Tim shows is how he runs the spectrum of like being the biggest softy like he is in this episode. Yes. To being like the biggest asshole like in yes. some other stories. Like um in the uh, in the new Batman Adventures, the episode that tells the story of how Dick Grayson quit. There's a scene where Bruce is so unhinged. He's like assaulting this mook in front of their family. Oh man. <laughs> oh jeez, yeah. And then Dick Grayson's like, "You know what? I'm I'm out. I'm not doing this." Here's what confuses me. Did the first person who made that stupid fucking Batman only attacks mentally ill people getting that take from that scene alone? Just they haven't seen any other Batman content. They've just seen that sole scene and based their entire opinion on Batman around that. Yeah. That take seemed like something that would start as a meme. Like, because everything about that sounds like a joke. Like, you're deliberately, like, twisting the context of something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like how uh, people will twist. Um, Luke Skywalker and his friends blew up the Death Star with millions of innocent people on it. You, you know, like, deliberately twisting something for a joke. Yeah, It yeah. sounds like it started as that. But then there are some people who didn't get that it was a joke, like, I guess, for lack of a better term, like the performative wokeness types, like the Britta Perrys of the world. Yeah. The Mr. Enter being angry that Turning Red didn't address (laughs) (laughs) 9-11. Right. Here's my take on it. Batman doesn't beat the snot out of mentally ill people. Batman only beats the snot out of the henchmen. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) You're more likely to experience severe harm if you're just a henchman who goes, Hey, look, it's the bats! (laughs) (laughs) If you look like Joe Rogan. (laughs) Hey, I'd be very for Batman beating up Joe Rogan. Let me make that clear. (laughs) Justice for Gotham! Also, one more joke in this scene that I need to shout out is Harley's initial interaction with Veronica, where she says, I was the clown girl holding the gun on ya! Yeah. (laughs) I'm glad that that joke still works regardless of whether or not I've seen that episode. Yes. I don't even remember if that was an episode or not. I don't think it was. Was it? And that speaks to what I was saying about how this show wasn't really linear storytelling, but they would do little callbacks. Yeah, yeah. But it works both ways to where Boxy, when he shows up later, it doesn't matter if you've seen Harley Quinnade or not. Yeah, there's some history here. So what you're saying, Ryan, is that Batman the Animated Series just straight up Mandela affected us. (laughs) (laughs) The Bat-Tinstein Bears effect. (laughs) Tyler, you just got Mandela affected by Harley Quinn. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. And going back to Batman in this episode, I also got to really give props in general for the for the whole series, but especially for this episode to Kevin Conroy, because he lifts yeah. Batman in this series so much. He really does. Yeah. Kevin Conroy has that range. He can do like a kind of a core near Batman, because admittedly there are some episodes of the show that run goofier, but then some really dramatic stuff as well he's he's the goat man he's the perfect blend of adam west and michael keaton basically yeah Yeah. which i mean honestly there are some moments like when they're trying to show batman as being like kind of a square and really straight laced some of his dialogue does read like it could have been adam west's dialogue yeah (laughs) i'm so sorry but you said goat man and now all i can think about is batman but his outfit is like themed as a goat 
and he's just like eating the fucking clothes of one of the henchmen. And it's just yeah. <laughs> Okay, that would be great. It would. <laughs> Isn't Goatman just Baphomet? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we get the next scene with uh, Commissioner Gordon and the army guy. Excuse me if I'm getting the name wrong, but uh, it shows what I know about Batman as a whole, so. It's Freeland. More evidence that I'm a fake comic book fan. I was really only in this show for Harley, and I only ever watched the Harley-centered episodes. Valid. Boo. I still want to get more into it, but yeah, fake fan. You know, this show is copaganda when Commissioner Gordon is handling things totally rationally and not just out there on the street just blasting people. Exactly. (laughs) I feel like Veronica was safer with Harley than she probably was with anybody in the military. Let's be real. Oh, yeah. She was safer with Harley than she was with her own father. (laughs) She really was. Like, her father literally is irrational enough to, instead of putting together a decent investigation, he just gets his fucking tank out. I like that he goes to Commissioner Gordon in full military regalia. Yes. (laughs) And then the way he, like, tricks Commissioner Gordon is like, oh, could I just have a moment alone? And Commissioner Gordon is just like, oh, yeah, sure. And then he immediately picks up the phone. (laughs) He looks like the general insurance. Guy. <laughs> oh my god, he does. All he's missing. Oh my god, there is a penguin in the show. Ah! I mean, it went so far that after he uh, got off the phone getting his tank, that uh, Shaquille O'Neal walked in. Shaquille on O'Neal. White trash rates from an army guy. Here is a penguin. Don't know why. The general car insurance. It'll worry whoever you hit. Speaking of Penguin, is it me or did that gangster guy sound so much like Danny DeVito? He kind of did, yeah. Well, I mean, I I didn't get that. I I mean, that's Dick Miller who... uh, Oh my god, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, he's in Gremlins, he's in The Terminator, he's the first mobster that gets offed in Mask of the Phantasm. He's also a lucky piece of shit because he got to kiss Harley. Yeah! (laughs) Well, more so Harley kissed him, but... You all have have been, like, talking about simping for Harley. I'm I'm the one here, and it's like, Dick Grayson is right there. (laughs) Valid. Well, I mean, you're not wrong. You know how much I wish I was Veronica at the end of the episode when when she lands perfectly in (laughs) Dick Grayson's arm? Yes, valid. You know what, Ryan? Yes, that is very valid. He is a pretty handsome rub. He is. I I will give you that. And also, I I love how Veronica and Harley play off of each other, and Harley even protects Veronica at one point from the other gangsters. She outright tells him that once they're done, she wants her to get home safe, which I thought was pretty sweet, you know? Yeah, it shows that she really does want to get her life together, and I love that they're really consistent with her character development as well. I never caught that guy's name, so every time I hear you say boxy... I think you know who I'm thinking of. Oh, yes. <laughs> Queen of the trolls. Queen of fortune. Yes. <laughs> They're hackers on steroids. Literally, literally where I got my personality from. Oh, my God. God yes. bless. <laughs> God bless Boxy, um, wherever, she, wherever she may be. Huzzah. We do not forgive. We do not forget. We do it for what we call the lols. <laughs> <laughs> Lulz, a corruption of LOL. Oh god, that's that's from that piece of shit movie Smiley, isn't it? No, no, that's from um the Fox 11 news report on Anonymous. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. 
And who is this hacker 4chan? Also, we had a moment of no escape because we saw that the fish shop was titled Foley's Fish. God. Fuck. God oh, damn it. Oh, missed one thing. Oh no. We missed a hyena moment. Oh, oh yeah, that's baby. right. Babies. 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 Yeah. That was so good. They're about to get shot. Boxy's like, any last words? Just one. Babies! I love how she just had to yell that and they immediately came running. Like, who knows how even far away they were. They love their mom. They recognize her. They're mama's boy. Yes. Also, we forgot to mention the running gag with Bullock. When he keeps trying to chase Harley down in his car, he keeps getting into a whole bunch of fucking crashes. Yes, that was so good. He was actually the guy that said sounded like Danny DeVito. but he Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Excuse you, that's not an officer. That's a deputized member of the police force. <laughs> you have to show respect to the boys in blue. All mobs are bastards. <laughs> You're right. My apologies. How can I help you, Piggy? Uh, but also um again speaking of the cars actually i love how this universe somehow manages to both be in the 90s and the 30s at the same time absolutely yes oh man just like the mask perfect noir style too oh my god you're right yeah exactly going back to the animation there's the one shot of when a veronica's dad appears for the first time and there's some great animation that's seen on the bridge where the bomb goes off and how it jolts Harley and Veronica. And then when the car comes screeching towards the camera. Yes. And as it yes. comes to a halt and then the car does that little kind of like bounce like once it stops. The level of details is just really great. I love how TMS's animation style has a very Ghibli style where they're able to pull off that perfect slowdown moment and just let you appreciate the atmosphere. It's just incredible. Well, they did not do this episode. Right, yeah. I love how this show's animation style in general manages to capture that, though. I was mentioning earlier I like differentiating each version of the show. Oh, okay. Because the original run of the show was syndication, and so that's an episode every day. Oh, okay. It was the first time that crew did a show together. That was the beginning of the whole Bruce Tim universe, and so they had that 65 episodes, and you have a bunch of different writers, and they're outsourcing it to whatever animation studio like the budget will allow or timing will allow. And so there are okay. like some amazing episodes in that original like 65 episodes, uh, but there are some that are kind of like the animation's off or the writing's not great. But by the time you get to the adventures of Batman and Robin, I think that was after they had done Mask of the Phantasm. And so I think they kind of nailed down what writers to bring back and which animation studios to outsource to. It's like they figured out, okay, we're not going to send... I think the studio that they have name-dropped as being the worst was a company called Acom, which it might have been a Korean studio. Oh, okay. The Korean studios are the ones that like are either the most reliable, like the most consistent, like middle of the road or the worst. It just depends. But uh, any episode by Acom are the ones that like are typically like not very good looking. But but this one is um, 
I think Dong Yang did this one and they were one of the studios that did that worked on Mask of the Phantasm. So there is some really good stuff in this episode. Absolutely. Yes, I, I agree. That final battle looked incredible, especially with the signs in the background. I especially feel like the Rocky Horror lip style sign behind Harley as she's talking about how angrily she is about how she's tried repeatedly to get her life together and everything keeps going wrong and how she didn't even get to keep her dress. That adds so oh, yeah, much to the right. atmosphere. Oh my god. Just- but at the same God, yeah. time, how did they go from New Jersey to Vegas? <laughs> and New Jersey is everything at once. <laughs> That's true. One thing that I love that we forgot to mention is how Batman and Robin defeat the mooks at the fish place. Is uh, Robin has fish chucks? Yes. Yeah. That was brilliant. Fish chucks. God bless you, Robin. You, you see why I simp, right? I do see why you simp, and you are correct to do so. Heck yeah. I cannot lie. I do see why. <laughs> <laughs> I love how Batman just straight up handles the last guy and that he doesn't. He just walks into the pole. Yes! Yeah. <laughs> it's just amazing. I, I love it. But yes, that final battle is just so well animated. Absolutely. It's incredible. It is. Oh, wait, are we talking about the Harley part or the mobsters part right now? Harley. Harley. Okay, Harley, I love when she's about to fall off. She's grabbing, like, a fucking Coke bottle on the straw. (laughs) Talk about grasping at straws. At least she went out on a joke. Yeah. Good for her. That was such a good line. And also, she owns grenades with Joker's face on them. (laughs) Because why? I mean, you got to get rid of that inventory somehow, you know? Huzzah! You've never borrowed your boyfriend's grenades before? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Tony, get over here. (laughs) (laughs) Some jerk with an arsenal. That final scene in the episode was so So good. good. It doesn't matter how many times I watch this episode. I start getting a little emotional in the final, like, confrontation when Harley is like, I didn't even get to keep my dress. Like, the whole thing on the rooftop. And Batman saving her. It starts for me, but when they're back at Arkham, the thing that starts getting me every time is when Harley is like, There's one thing I gotta know. Why'd you stay with me all day, risking your butt for someone who's never given you anything but trouble? Yes. Yeah, just that hits me every single time. Oh my God. And then Bruce saying, I had a bad day once too. And then him giving her the dress and then. Her smooching him. It's just just so so perfect. Lucky bastard. (laughs) Her saying nice guys like you shouldn't have bad days. (gasps) Although I do love that Ivy looks kind of jealous in the moment when... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Um, we've been new. (laughs) Anyway. Oh my god, she's just sitting there with a flower. Like, took you long enough. (laughs) I do recommend listening to the commentary for the Harley and Ivy episode. Because they talk about how they, as much as they could, gave the implication of them having a a relationship (laughs) in that episode. I gotta say, actually, the look on Ivy's face just makes me think they had to have had a bet right before she was released on how long she would last before she came back. And Ivy is the one who won. (laughs) That is so them. Harley just lost $20. Oh my god, yes. (laughs) And then Dick with with his cute smile and scratching the back of his head. I I love him so much. Aw, he's a bicon. I love him. Well, if you love him so much, why don't you marry him? (laughs) Okay. Hooray! Yay! 
Double wedding. Huzzah. <laughs> I just officiated it. I now pronounce you husband and husband. <laughs> MLMWLW solidarity at its finest. Yes. The thing about the ending, though, is it would have been a great way to close the book on Harley Quinn in this universe. Ooh, yeah. It would have been, yeah. But they stop making this show. They go to Kids WB and they start making Superman. Mm. And then Kids WB is like, hey, we want more Batman. And so they have to do more Harley Quinn. And the Harley Quinn they eventually do, like Holiday Nights is a great episode. The uh, the Girls Night Out episode, the Supergirl crossover is great. Mm-hmm. And then them adapting Mad Love to television is, is great. Oh, come on, Puddin'. Don't you want to rev up those fryers? Because I am sure hungry for one. Help! Help! But then the official ending for Harley Quinn is when you jump ahead to the Batman Beyond movie. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Which here's the thing. All of the stories that are told after this, I love with Harley. Mm -hmm. But it's Mm -hmm. just knowing, like, if, if you were to end it here with Harley's Holiday... Like knowing that she's there to, she's close to being rehabilitated, and there's this touching moment with her and Batman. That would be great. But then you jump ahead to the Batman Beyond movie, and she helps brainwash Tim Drake, and she's presumed dead, and all of these other things. That's the one downside to them making more Batman is in the context of this story. This would have been yeah, such a yeah. great way to close the book on her character, but they, yeah. of course kept going but again not to say that them going was bad it's of course you get what i'm saying right it's on the plus side and is it batman beyond that takes place in the future yes we get to see her as an old lady yes yeah <laughs> i love oh we also get this like whole comic series called old lady harley which i love yes oh my gosh here come the grannies <laughs> I'm always pro Milf Harley or Granny Harley. And she has two twin granddaughters who are voiced by Melissa Joan Hart. Oh, yeah. That happened. Oh, geez. How I will never, ever not be upset that one of the most famous and beloved witch characters of all time was played by someone who turned out to be so insanely evangelical that she's just straight up anti-semitic yeah <sighs> and she somehow nope. worked on the iCarly reboot so oh god yeah <laughs> uh, another point against that <laughs> you were the inspiration for so many of us witches why did you do that melissa joan fart Huzzah. <laughs> <laughs> at least we still love uh-huh. salem he's a good boy yes, yes. yes. all right so with that all in mind, do we give Harley's Holiday a keep the tapes? Do we even need to ask this question? Let's all say it at the same time. One, two, three. Keep, keep the tapes. Keep, 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 keep. Burn the keep, Joker. Keep, 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 keep. Yes. <laughs> Burn the Joker alive. It's the gif of Elmo on fire, but it's the Joker. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Harley um, would love Elmo on fire. But yes. yes, it goes without saying. This episode just hits all the right notes it's well animated it's funny it has heart it has harley it's just keep keep all around it makes me want to rewatch the whole series and just go back and remember how goddamn good it is and this episode is especially just fantastic yeah. to back up on what you said kit 
I think Elmo and Harley, regardless, would just be total besties. Harley would kill Rocco for him. Yeah. <laughs> just, just throws it against a fucking wall. And plus, Elmo dressed as Batman, so... <laughs> it works! Also, I gotta say... This was such a palate cleanser after Freddy as FRO7. What a f- oh, Yeah, it really was. You know That's what? This palate. was a palate cleanser after Freddy, after We Sing, after Jimbo, after Rainbow Bright, after, <laughs> after Johnny Quest. I mean, what? Johnny <laughs> Quest was okay. It was. <laughs> <laughs> What's a show? Side note, a Johnny Quest and Harley crossover would be amazing. It really We actually did get like a Harley and Static Shock crossover. Yes! Oh my god. It was good. Also, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but two out of three of the guests we've had this month are LGBT friendly. Woo! Happy Pride, y'all. Happy Pride. Yes! Be who you are for your pride. Yay! It's, uh, well, um, I do want to say before we wrap this up that, like I mentioned, after they ended the adventures of Batman and Robin on Fox Kids, this crew moved to Kids WB and they did Superman. And then from there, they did some more Batman and they did Batman Beyond and then they did the two Justice League shows. And so there, there's more of this universe and, and there are some other really funny episodes and some really uh, batshit insane episodes and uh, you know what guys i'd get a kick if i could come back and maybe bring along like an episode of like superman or, or Ooh, batman beyond wait, wait. And, uh, yes i'm down yes let's do it holiday nights uh, <laughs> all right well ryan thank you so much for joining us tonight man thank you for having me on a third time and and, and trying and trying this yet again oh uh, of course like, like truly honestly, i appreciate the indulgence and yes all that it, it's great having you on, man. Yeah, Thank it was you. a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. It's great being here. Heck yeah. Yeah. Is there anything you want to plug? Um, I guess just the social media. It's it's Ryan Hip FTW on Twitter and Instagram, and then on YouTube, it is the Ryan Hip. Uh, you can find me on the usual Mission Breakout Twitter and Discord. You can find me on. Well, I've been mostly avoiding a lot of media these days, so you can just find me in the dumpster you can find me finding harley and ivy and begging to be their third girlfriend yeah (laughs) you're in the dumpster looking for the topic of the next episode (laughs) which is funny because you mentioned that oh man oh man oh man let's just say oh man (laughs) it's bad so Great. Uh, So I don't know if you guys have been counting, but we are reaching our 50th episode. That's right. You've had to deal with us 50 times. (laughs) (laughs) And all I can say about this topic is that it's going to be a very animated affair. Yeah. (laughs) Probably even reanimated. Oh, this... This was a grace period. Getting to watch an episode of one of the greatest cartoons ever aired. This was a grace period. This was the eye of the storm. This was us letting ourselves indulge in beauty. Now we're getting back to the bullshit. Okay, fuck it. I'm just going to say it. It's reanimated. Yes. (laughs) I'm jumping out the window. You can't can't catch me. Nope. nope, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. out. No. No. We've teased it long enough. We have to do it now. We have this opportunity. <laughs> Let's just get it out of the way. You're not doing the reanimator starring Jeffrey Cohen? <laughs> I wish. <Can> only. <laughs> I want we? nothing more than that. 
But no, we have to talk about Reanimated because we plugged it on <laughs> podcast ad almost two years ago. And we're almost at the point where we've reviewed every single thing we mentioned in our original PSA. Holy crap. <laughs> Just. Oh, man. Oh. Uh, okay, so Randy, you can do your plug. Can I write It's a Small World again? <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. You can find me on Cosmic Rewind on Twitter. Just replace the E with the three. Same goes for YouTube. And you can also find me banging on the door to wherever Harley lives, begging her to let me pet her hyenas. Yes! All right, and as for me, you can find me on Twitter at the usual spots, TylerFG on Twitter, TylerFG96 on Instagram. As for the podcast, you can find us on channel underscore KRT on Twitter, channel KRT podcast on Instagram, all one word. You can also find our Discord server and our Facebook group and the link tree in our Twitter bio. And if you want to help support us, be sure to like and subscribe on our YouTube page, give us five stars on Apple Podcasts, anything that helps us get noticed by the algorithm. And if you want to help support us even further, Further, you can also check us out on Patreon, where we have exclusive minisodes, outtakes, and episodes of this very podcast at its earliest convenience, whether it be a work-in-progress episode or a finished cut. Channel KRT, babies! You're so close.